Welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as an ambassador for Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, where nurturing people can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Tech People. As always, this is your host, Ken Coyne speaking. I have had a number of requests recently asking for help on CX in relation to the financial sector, so I have invited Janice Avila to talk about the foundations of CX and home lending. With over 15 years of experience in customer and employee experience, she shares her insights on the key pillars and the importance of CX. Janice gives us great advice and tips which can be applied to any area of the financial sector. Ensure you listen to the end to hear her recommendations for companies who want to improve CX. Let's start the interview. Hello, welcome to the show, Janice. Hi, Ken. It's great to be here. Thank you. It was great to connect at the CX FS event in Boston. Really enjoyed it and very interesting to see what's happening in the finance space. And I thought it was it would be good to talk a bit more about that and share with our audience that we have a lot of people that do listen in from financial institutions and from fintech and be great to hear what's going on in this space sounds great great okay but before we go there let's maybe it'd be great to learn a bit more about you who you are what you're currently doing please yes absolutely a little bit about my background i spent the first part of my career really gosh over 15 years in corporate leadership roles in hr and i was really focused on bringing a strong kind of business perspective to hr and developing the field of HR and employee experience. My journey really took me through several industries, including entertainment and tech and financial services. And I was kind of focused on a few key areas in the business in HR. They were around employee relations and employee engagement, leadership development, org design, and even spent some time navigating some really complex mergers and acquisitions. So then, you know, after spending so much time in HR, I thought, gosh, you know, it's feel like it's time for something new. And an opportunity came up to lead customer experience for the home mortgage group while I was at Union Bank. So I kind of jumped on that. And it was really during that time that I made the shift from HR directly into the line of business and kind of dove, you know, headfirst deep into the world of customer experience. So that's kind of uh, how I landed there. And then I, you know, I really realized at the time that I had always been a really strong advocate for customers and I cared about customer experiences from, you know, all kinds of companies. And, but I also had a strong interest in what makes businesses successful. So this really seemed to be like a, just a really natural fit for me and the next chapter in my career. So that's a little bit about my background. Fantastic, yeah. Janice. Yeah, I love it. I was, I mean, I've interviewed a good few guests now at this stage who have changed career direction in their lives. And it's always such great value add when you have to bring someone like from yourself in that HR background with the employee experience that, and be able to bring that then into the whole CX space. I think it's fantastic and great value. But do you focus now in the financial space or do you kind of focus on a number of different verticals? Yeah, that's a great question. I always, I still do have a a very strong interest in the financial services area. But now what I'm really doing is working as a freelancer here in San Diego, 
with some couple of nonprofits. And I'm also looking at developing some new experiences and innovating around some ideas that uh, I've been thinking about for CX leadership and the team building area. So super exciting stuff there. And and I'm also spending quite a bit of time recently doing a lot of sailing here in San Diego with one of uh, the America's Cup racing boats. So having a lot of fun too. Wow, it sounds fabulous. Where do you find the time for this? <laughs> well, you know what? When you have something you really love and a passion, you, you kind of make the time and it's definitely worth it. So I, I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. Listen, let's get into it. I mean, today, focus today, as we said earlier, we're going to talk about the foundation of CX in home lending, uh, which I think is a great topic. So, but tell us, in your experience, why is CX so important in home lending? Yeah, it's a great question, Ken. First, I would say, when I think about why CX is important in general, I'd say it's it, it's not just just important or crucial, but it's actually what differentiates an organization. And ultimately, it's what's going to support the growth of the business into the future. As far as more specifically in the financial sector, this is an area where trust and personal connections matter so much. And those who work in the financial sector are very familiar with this. So it's a, it's especially important area to really use human-centered design and understand CX from that perspective. So getting even further specific into home lending, which is one part of the financial services sector, generally home lending in the mortgage business is a really critical part of the bank's uh, overall uh, earnings, their core earnings. It can be as much as, you know, even 30 to 40%. So it, it's a big part. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't know if they realize that, but it, it's a really significant part of, you know, potentially the bank's overall business. And it's quite interesting that on that point, you know, about the CX being important, you know, I was thinking about it myself with my own financial institution. And that I do, when I look at that whole user experience and like things like, you know, to have one app to track all the financial services, be able to do your insurance plan and that are easy to use. It definitely makes me think twice before I would consider, you know, moving my customer. That's so true, Ken. I mean, this is, you know, it's a very personal thing for people and it's a very emotional thing. And it's also an area where people don't have a lot of knowledge. So they have to really trust that the service and the products and, and that the institutions are doing the right thing for you. And so, so yeah, so they're really banks are looking to serve customers in a number of ways. They have, you know, they're continually expanding their products and their services. I mean, you mentioned insurance and other products and services. And a lot of times I would hear the teams talk about how they're, they continue to expand more products and services. But when you think about it, people don't really care about the fact that they have so many different products. They just want the product that they need. And so it's, it's just, an, it's a fascinating area from my perspective. And so. So it's, it's a vital part of the business. And so, so of course, the CX strategy becomes even more critical, really what, you know, and a lot of financial services institutions are doing a lot more now in this space, which is great to see. So, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you, actually. I mean, in, in your experience in general, this is a genuine opinion, do you think the CX is quite poor in the banking space or... Is it good or it's coming along? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, gosh, you know, I mean, from my perspective, I think it has come a long way. And I'm sure there are people that would disagree with that. I will also say 
there's still room for opportunity for sure, right? There's still plenty of room for opportunity for improving the experience in different ways. And so depending on which bank and which financial service company is it is, they are, you know, expanding. So they're, for example, while I was at Chase, they were really focused on improving the mobile app and did amazing things to make that a much better experience. And they really invested the time to do research and to talk with customers and to use multiple sources of data to really understand how can we make this a much better, trusted, great experience on a mobile app. And they did it. They did great work with that. On the other hand, there's still plenty of challenges. So if you think about whether it's reaching out through chat or going onto a website or going into a branch, this experience varies dramatically. And you were asking about, you know, we were specifically talking about home, the home mortgage experience. It is a complicated emotional journey. And so that was the one thing that we really learned was that it wasn't about mortgage products and getting a mortgage. It was about the customer's journey of buying a home and all the things that go with that and how it can take weeks and weeks to get through it. And there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of complexity. So this is, you know, it's also one of the biggest financial investments people will make. So in this particular space, it's quite interesting. It was a, it was, I should say, a challenging area to start my customer experience yeah. career in. I can um, imagine. <laughs> maybe you could talk with you. I mean, some of the success you've done there at the, while you were there at that period of time in CS. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we, we really, as a team, like it was a pretty remarkable transformation in a fairly short period of time, I would say over about three years of really focusing on this. I think I would start, I guess I would say overall, if I just kind of zoom out and look back, one of the main things that stands out to me is that we really shifted our perspective from the assumption that customers really only cared about it's off, right? Don't you? I mean, I'm probably your own experience, Ken, right? Like when you think about whether yeah. you're going to get a loan at, what's the rate? What's the rate? It is something we yeah, ask about. Yeah. So they, we had this assumption internally, sales and operations and all of our teams, servicing and risk and finance. We all, you know, there were many conversations, the fact that, well, they really just care about the rate. But what we learned was that it was far beyond that, is that was really that these customers are embarking on a life-changing journey, essentially, when they go to get a mortgage. And there are different types of, you know, they're different customers, right? There's the first-time home buyer, there's the wealthy retired person buying their second vacation home. So, so that was like kind of the big sort of aha and what helped us lead into very specific work after that for success. Some of the specific work we did that ended up helping us to successfully make some changes in the way we did business was really focusing on gathering rich data. And yeah. um, as you know, we talk about that all the, you know, NPS scores and things like that. But what we did was focus less on one score and really develop a robust voice of the customer sort of listening program and identify a variety of sources of qualitative and quantitative data. The, the other key success was doing the really detailed customer journey mapping work. And so through some of these efforts, we ended up a couple of themes came out that required us to change the way we did business. One was in this process of the home buying experience, customers needed a trusted guide 
throughout that process. And that could mean different things. It doesn't necessarily mean a person, but they need to feel that they have a trusted guide throughout the process. Another important theme that came out was that they needed good communication at the right time. And a lot of times we think we're communicating enough, but what we learned from the data was that there was additional things we could do that were different. So we also ran some ideation sessions. You know, of course, we used a lot of design thinking in this process, running ideation sessions and came up with ideas like developing a tracking app, sort of like how you would track a package so that they knew throughout the process where they stood and things like that. Oh, gosh, Ken, there's so many different parts to this as far as success, but I'll pause there to see if you have. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, Janice. That's really helpful. What is the foundation of TX in home lending? Yeah. So key things, there's sort of several pillars that are known pretty broadly throughout the CX community. And then it can certainly be tied specifically into home lending, but the broad pillars are really having that very good, robust, rich voice of the customer program or someone actively managing and mining the right data and bringing that together to tell the story. So integrating the data from various sources, very important pillar. So you, you know, the I think where a lot of companies resist is is sometimes leadership doesn't want to have the team spend too much time on the research. And what I would say is I would rather have them spend the time on the research and head us in the right direction than sort of hypothesize and go in the wrong direction. So the research and understanding the customer in a deeper level really important. Secondly, I would say journey mapping, spending the time to do really good journey mapping around the key touch points and what are the prioritized pain points and the key moments that matter in the journey. Super important part. Another pillar would be looking at customers as assets. And one of the things we did was, for example, was create a lifetime value of each customer. What is it worth to the business? Like really, they, you know, we gain and lose customers all the time. Well, what is that in terms of dollar value and the the value to the business? And then I would say probably most important, maybe one of the most important is aligning the leadership around the reality of the current state of the experience, and then also aligning together with the leadership around what we want the desired experience to look like. I would say those are the key pillars. That's quite interesting. I mean, you say key, is that also very challenging you feel in your experience aligning the leaders? Yes, Ken, that is. <laughs> it's, uh, I would say it can be a bit of pushing the rock uphill. And I would say right. for, and that's understandable, right? Because you're asking people to think differently and maybe do some things differently. And when I, you know, and it's okay. I mean, leaders, that's what they do to question things. And I think the way I, I always approach that was, you know, look, everybody's working really hard in their silos, right? Like whether it's marketing or sales or operations or technology or servicing. But if I ask each leader to tell me what they think the experience of the home lending process or any journey should look like, and I went to each one individually, do you think I wouldn't get the same answer from every leader, right? This is the most simple way to put this. So the value in aligning together and working together is so important. And yes, it is challenging because it involves change and it involves 
perhaps looking at new ways of the way you do business. Yeah, yeah, which can be very difficult. Yes. I mean, yeah. And okay. And so this actually leads quite well into, you know, you've gone through this, you've gone through the good, I suppose, and the bad. What advice would you give to companies looking to improve their CX? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's quite a few things. There's some probably, you know, or definitely that are more important than others. If I had to give advice, first of all, it would depend on where the company is in the maturity curve. Like, do they already have efforts in CX? Are they new to CX? Are they considering it? But even given that, I would say one piece of advice would be don't look at it that it's a separate program or some additional project or investment that you have to make. But to really look at it as consider just weaving it into the way you know you do business, into the very fabric of your business, just like marketing or just like any other role. So that's my first piece of advice is, is really change the mindset from it's something we have to do and it's this other program to it's just a new way of a threading through our business together and in a way that the customer really values. And then I would also say to really engage and inspire your teams around this. Again, it's not just extra work. It's something that if it's done in the right way, you have people asking to come join your team or come to the CX advisory meeting or be part of the ideation session or the journey mapping session. And that's where you want to be as a company is where people want to be doing those things. And so that's really key maybe putting together a cross-functional advisory group. I found that to be very helpful where you have people from product and pricing and ops and servicing and every area represented on an advisory group. And a couple of really important things, Ken, are not to shy away from less than glowing feedback from the customers or to be more direct, I would say, be really open to hearing some really painful experiences because you will learn and grow from that. And it's just a treasure trove of insights that will help you because it's the reality of how your customers are perceiving their interaction with your brand. And so while it is painful for leaders to sit in and listen to customers, either in person or on video, talk about painful experiences, it's also very, very enlightening and can help make changes in your business, both from an efficiency standpoint and an experience standpoint. So those are a few things in addition to some of the other things I mentioned around, you know, doing the journey mapping, identifying a few key areas. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to solve everything. Not every pain point matters. That's another common mistake is that let's really understand what are the biggest things in those key moments and let's focus on those. Yeah. And your experience, because there is a lot of pain points. I mean, do you find it difficult to prioritize? It can be difficult to prioritize. I think if you have a, a good team together, I mean, you, you're really working on using multiple sources of data to understand those pain points. You're also talking with customers. That's a, it. People sometimes forget in addition to surveys, you want to bring in some focus groups and like really understand like, well, how important is this pain point? It's, I don't know that it's difficult so much as it just takes some effort and you have to have the right people, the right talent, right? To know how to do that effectively. And then that way you, better understand what those top three to five key pain points are across that journey. And they're backed by data. And then you can then focus the teams to work together on innovating and doing things in different ways. I mean, one of the things we did in mortgage, for example, was through the data sourcing and the journey mapping, we learned that one really important pain point was right, was of course not closing on time. And so we validated that through the data. And then what we did was redesign 
the way the closing teams and the pre-closing teams work and conduct business and interact with customers. And so it led to a higher increase, for example, in on-time close rate. So it can be difficult. I would say spend the time. It's definitely worth it. And then get everybody aligned and make sure that you're sharing that the journey maps very broadly across the organization. That's the other key thing. A great advice, Janice. Thank you. And the other point I picked up in there also is a talent piece. Did you find that you have to bring in that talent, bring in that expertise, or did you, did you recruit it locally yeah. within the organization? Yeah, that's a great question, Ken. So it's a combination. So when I was at Union Bank, I recruited internally, and I also supplemented with some consulting support externally. In fact, Gene okay. Bliss, I'm sure you're familiar with Gene Bliss, who's written a number yes. of books on CX. Yeah. Yes. So I would say it's a combination. When I did similar work at Chase and then some work on the employee experience side at Meta, I built a team and I, again, it was a combination, but I, I brought in service designers and people in customer and data analytics. So it's really a combination of skills. So yeah, you just have to, everybody has something to bring to it and you need a variety of skills, both data and analytical, as well as more behavioral and creative and design. Fantastic, Janice. Listen, thank you for the advice. And I know that we're going to do a couple of more episodes to continue on to the next steps in the process. I'm looking forward to uh, following up with you on that. In the meantime, if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Oh, reach out to me on LinkedIn would be great. I also have my email, my contact info there. I'd be happy to chat with anyone further about this. Fantastic, Janice. And thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Ken. It's been great.